Welcome to The Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. Lisa Williams' voice may sound familiar to you. She joined the nationally broadcast K-Love Morning Show in 2009. Now she's branched out on her own with the help from Cure International and is producing her own podcast called Life with Lisa Williams. Lisa, you have 200 podcasts under your belt, and many of them deal in some shape with kindness. Why is kindness such a powerful force in our world right now? Oh, my goodness. Have you ever watched like an Ellen and she does something kind for someone and you find yourself just crying? I do that every time I watch Ellen. I'm in love with Ellen. <laughs> me, me too. I mean, it is so healing or... There's something that happens in your heart when you see kindness. Even if it doesn't happen to you, you can see someone being kind. And I feel the same is true when you hear stories of abuse or um, bigotry or just hatred. Like your heart shrinks back and you feel anger or disgust or pain. And so I think kindness is the antithesis of, you know, the other like dark things that people say and do, meannesses, atrocities. And I feel like it's some sort of spiritual force. And so I'm very drawn to spiritual things. I'm very drawn to um, where there's those uh, Bible verses that say, love is patient and kind. I've been very drawn to those two words specifically. What does it mean to be a patient person in America today? And what does it mean to be a kind person? So yes, you're right. Um, there have been many times when I've spoken or podcasted about kindness. I need both of those in my life. I need to be more patient. I need to be more kind. <laughs> Me too. What are some of your favorite kindness stories? Oh, I have this story. It is so radically deep, but it's true. <laughs> it's about my mom. Um, and I'd love to tell you that story. Yeah. And I also just have a kindness story ab about myself. I think I'll start with that one. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, I am a perfectionist. And I think that it's rooted in a deep insecurity and need to be liked, loved, kept, treasured. You know, I just, I'm a human and I didn't know how insecure I was until I got a lot of therapy over the past couple of years. But that perfectionism I've noticed um, for as long as I can remember, even from childhood. And so um, in radio, I translated that into always trying to sound just right and do the right thing and say the right thing and everything being technically pristine. Um, and so I had this experience once when I was on the radio in Orlando and I came off the air and I had messed up on the radio and I took my headphones and I threw them against the wall. Mm. And I said, you know, no one knows because you're all sweet and kind and nice on the radio, right? So <laughs> No kidding. <laughs> like, oh, I'm perfect and I'm sweet. And I said that just right. And then I get off the air and I throw my headphones and I say something very unkind to myself. I don't remember exactly what, but like, you're so stupid. That was so stupid, I think is what I said. Mm -hmm. And in the room was our producer. His name was Doug. And I'll never forget him looking at me and saying, do not speak to yourself like that again. He said, do not speak to yourself like that again. Mm. And it kind of shocked me because no one had ever called me on it or, or really addressed it ever. I mm -hmm. think people were scared of me more than anything. Um, and so that really struck a chord and began a process of realizing, and I, and I just remember this moment years later where I had made a decision to be kind to myself. And I would say that to anyone listening today. Be kind to yourself. 
Like I just stopped working for a little while, about an hour ago, I was working hard and I, I went and I made myself scrambled eggs and bacon and yummy coffee because I was thinking, I'm going to be kind to me now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to make myself a breakfast <laughs> I like. I'm going to be nice. Sometimes I go get pedicures because I'm just going to be kind to myself. And I remember this instance very clearly where I had spilled something in the kitchen. and It was a huge mess. And I was cleaning it up and I heard myself saying to me, um, it's okay. It's okay. Everybody makes mistakes. Oh. I said that out loud. And I thought, wow, Lisa, you have come full circle because you were the girl who used to throw your headphones in disgust with yourself and chew yourself out with vile language. And then I was saying out loud to myself on the kitchen floor, it's okay. Everybody makes mistakes. Well, don't you think it's important that we actually verbalize those things once in a while to ourselves, the good things sometimes, because we can hear ourselves talk. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You do. You hear yourself talk. Yeah. I mean, like we would say that to a child. We would want to be kind to an animal, to a friend, to someone we love. We would say, oh, it's okay. You'll make it through this. But to ourselves, we're like, God, you're so dumb. Why'd you do that? Look at you in the mirror. You're so fat. You're so whatever. We're so unkind. So I guess my cry to someone who's listening is be kind to you. Because you deserve someone being kind to you, so be kind to yourself. You'd be the one. If if you can't find anybody else who's going to be kind to you, make sure you're the one who is. Yeah. I think you're speaking to a a lot of hearts with that because I I know even as a as a mom, you know, I can I can go out into the world and be kind to every single person I run into, but when I get home. If I'm stressed out, if I'm anxious about something, it's the people in my home who have to take the brunt of it. I know. I know. That has to change in all of us. Yeah. It should be It should be different. Well, uh, you know, there's this Bible verse that says Paul is speaking and in the middle of all of these things he's saying, he stops in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, I think it is, and he says, the greatest thing is love. And he says, love is patient and kind. And I had found the words patience and kindness, like some Haitian women had made these beautiful metal words, you know, as a part of their restoration. You know, they mm-hmm. created this business and these, these Haitian women make these beautiful signs. And I got those two words specifically because of what you just said. And I put them in my living room so that I would remember in my home, the rule is patience yep. and kindness. And so if I'm not kind to my sons who are nine and 10 because I'm irritated or tired or you name it, you know, I, I want to be the person who says, hey, guys, I am so sorry. I was not kind to you. And will you forgive me? Yep. And so that's just kind of how I, I don't want to be a hypocrite, you know, right. be kind and nice to everybody else. And then in my home, treat my, my own family like dirt. And that I am tempted to do that for sure. Well, I know I'm certainly not where I want to be, but I'm certainly grateful for that I'm not where I was. So yeah, <laughs> I think we can probably word. all have all have some of that. <laughs> you said you had a, a kindness story dealing with your mom. I do. It's such a gem of a story. I was imagining telling you, and I was I was just so like emotionally moved by what happened. Um, I'll try to condense it as best I can, but no, take um, your time. We're all here to have a coffee and enjoy each other. So, oh, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, three hours later, you'll be like, oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> but my my mom had me when she was forty, and she had lived a lot of life in those forty years. 
you know, several marriages and just a lot of pain. And so when I came along, you know, I just entered the world and had my mom and my dad and my older siblings. And um, as time went on, you know, my mom just had, she was just wounded deep inside and, and it came out sometimes um, I, she was very sharp-tongued. Mm-hmm. She had a quick anger. She was also gregarious, loving, kind, funny. She she had a, an amazing personality. She was larger than life, mm-hmm. um, but she also could cut you mm-hmm. um, quickly. And so I just kind of grew up thinking that was normal, and that you know it's kind of like I love you, I hate you, I love you, I hate you, and to me that was just normalcy. Mm-hmm. And so um, as I became a teenager. Uh, it was my junior year in high school. I had a profound spiritual experience that I can't describe any other way than I had an experience with Jesus um, while I was at a church, and I had a radical transformation. And from that moment in my life forward, um, I became someone who talked about God a lot and wanted to follow God, but I always had kind of what I would describe as hatred in my heart towards my mom. Like I would try to love her and be nice, but she would just make me mad Uh or she'd say really unkind things. And I've always felt this tension. Like I wish I could love my mom with some sort of unconditional God love, but I kind of just want to, you know, yell at her all the time. (laughs) So um, fast forward to a camp. My husband and I went to a camp in Missouri uh, as counselors. And late one night, the speaker said to all the young girls and guys, we want you to get quiet. The speaker said, I want you to get quiet and I want you to talk to God. And I want you to ask God what it is he wants you to do when you go back home. So as the little leader, I was, you know, getting all the girls quiet and telling them, you know, that they needed to talk to God. And I'm just sitting there and I thought, oh, I should talk to God. (laughs) You know, I should do that too. So I said quietly, you know, inside, I said, God, what is it you want me to do when I get home? And I heard a voice inside. And what I heard was, I want you to be kind, especially kind to your mother. Mm. And so I was like, wow, was that you, God? Did you just say that to me? And later in the cabin, I shared with the girls, like, did you, did you hear anything? I, I think I heard God say, I want you to be kind, especially kind to your mother. So when I got back home, I remember, you know, like my mom was just sharp tongued. She was always stirring stuff up. She was always trying to say things to kind of get me riled. And Mm -hmm. uh, we got in the car. I remember so distinctly going to the mall. We got in the car to go to the mall and I was driving and she said something about my husband, something not nice about my husband. And I said, usually... I was defensive. I'd always, like, I was like little Sally Righteous Christian girl, always trying to fix everybody. Like, you know, you shouldn't say that about my husband. You shouldn't talk bad about people. And just Mm -hmm. constantly correcting her, (laughs) correcting everybody. And um, she said something unkind about my husband. And I said, well, when we get to the mall, let's go get coffee. And I remember she looked at me funny because I didn't defend him. Yeah. And then we drove a little further and she said something really not nice. I remember it's just so not nice about our realtor. She just like ripped our realtor. (laughs) And she was just like that. And she was just, she just said something really unkind. And I said, well, I guess we, I guess we could crucify him. And she laughed just like that. She laughed and she looked at me so funny 
because she was so accustomed to me being defensive and correcting her. Yeah. And so I was just, and the whole day was like that. I was just, I was, I was trying to follow God, you know, be kind, especially kind to your mother. So this is like it I, with my hand up in the air is God is my witness. This is what happened. Um, we went through the whole day. I was working to be especially kind. We came home and I uh, hosted a morning radio show at the time in Orlando and I was really tired. So, um, we uh, got back to her house and I said, I'm just going to go take a nap. So I climbed up in her bed and fell asleep. And when I woke up, she was sitting in a rocking chair in the corner of her room and she was just kind of watching me. And she walked over to me and it was, I remember it so well because it was so uncharacteristic for my mom. She wasn't really a tender person. Mm -hmm. She walked over and she very tenderly kind of, you know, touched my hair and she looked at me and she said, quote, Thank you for being kind to me today. Hmm. And I, I just remember thinking, that is crazy that she used the exact word mm-hmm. that God had said and that I was, I was trying to be kind to her. And she said, thank you for being kind to me. And over the next several weeks, I just continued. I remember, you know, washing her feet and giving her a pedicure, which was a really big deal wow. to her and yeah. just loving her. And it was several weeks later, and I had come to her house on Sunday after church. She had fixed a big meal for me and my husband, and she began to share very deeply with me um, some things that she was thinking about God and wanting a change in her life, um, sharing some pain, and she just opened up. And from that day forward, I would say she was a changed person, and our relationship was different how she responded to people was different. She also seemed to have a spiritual transformation Mm -hmm. with God that is unexplainable other than God to me. Um, So yeah, that's my story. My story is just that there was something about kindness and some locks in her heart that God, I guess, knew the only way to unlock those was through receiving a kindness that she didn't really deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, just a, a, a that, that's my story. I don't even well, have an ending to it. And I that's, no, no, that's it. <laughs> it's awesome. And then uh, what I'm thinking right now, what's running through my mind is that sometimes when we think about being kind, like if, 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 if I were told be kind, especially kind to my mother, then I would Im- immediately think that that means, okay, you need to pay for her lunch and you need to send her a gift and you need to compliment her or whatever. But what I feel like I'm hearing you say is that the kindness that you were called to extend to her wasn't necessarily giving her something, but it was withholding your own sharp tongue. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And so that counts as kindness, right? (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty cool. That sometimes kindness doesn't have to be something that we give. It's something that we are not giving. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I've never thought of that. But you're right. It was withholding what maybe she deserved, quote unquote, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and withholding the sharpness and instead just giving her the kindness that I would give to other people out there in the world, you know, right, right. but the, the person who I've been closest to who'd wounded me probably the deepest, it was more of a, um, it was a, it was a bigger deal to me to just simply be kind to her, but it had an incredible ripple in her life. 
that is undeniable. It's not quantitable. Like it's hard for me to describe it because it's more of a spiritual discussion. Yep. But it is is real to me as you know that cup that's sitting on the desk in front of me right now. It's just something happened in her life and. So I guess I always want to take away. It's like, okay, Lisa, what's the takeaway? <laughs> that, that sometimes there can be a moment in life if you are kind, especially kind to someone who doesn't deserve it, it could result in a life-changing experience for someone. Is your mom still alive? She passed away um, in May of 2016. Mm, she was 86 years old. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, but yeah. I'm very happy that you had years some time together, you know, that were probably much more peaceful than the previous years. Yeah, it was. Actually, it was crazy because after that experience, she was in her early 70s and I started putting her on the radio with me. Oh. And so she became very popular in Orlando with a series or a, a feature we did called Mama's Kitchen on Z88.3. People loved her. And then later I got to work for K-Love, which is a national um, radio station. And she was on with me. And I mean, to this day, people just still send me messages. We love your mom. We miss your mom. That's cool. Yeah. Super cool. So she she extended a lot of kindness because she was, she was a really funny uh, human being. And so Mm -hmm. she was really funny on the radio and she would be really kind to people. I want to touch on the fact that you, you were nationally broadcast on K-Love and, and you, you've been in radio forever and in some capacity. So you have this, this great following of people who really trust you and they really love you. And I'm curious because I I noticed on Twitter that you did a shout out to a rental car company on behalf of a woman (laughs) who was mischarged, right? Do you want to explain what happened there? Because I'm I'm just wondering, do you feel the need to use your powerful media voice to help (laughs) others frequently? (laughs) <laughs> that is so funny. Uh, well, yeah, you know, like, um, I, I try to use all social media and I, I try never to be negative because I feel like the world's so negative. Right. And so I want to, I, I really like this whole kindness thing that you're doing. I mean, I, I, I believe in it. I, I love it. Right. And so, yeah, I try to be kind through social, through things that are said. I try to just throw whatever I can into the stream of life that's going to brighten life and bring, you know, clearer waters to people than just all the blah that's out there. And so um, that is a friend of mine who I treasure. Her name is uh, Patty Webster, and she actually is a humanitarian relief doctor with Samaritan's Purse. So she goes way out of her way to be kind. I mean, she was down <laughs> in Houston ripping out drywall, and she goes, like, she's on her way to Bangladesh to help with refugees, probably, like, in a couple of weeks, that's her plan. And she goes to Haiti. And so anyway, she's super kind. And she's um, she's just a nice person who I, I love, and I, I kind of feel a little protective of her. Well, anyway, Hertz mischarged her or overcharged her for a smoking fee, and she didn't smoke in the car. And so, bless her heart, she had tried all of the customer service avenues, and she was just frustrated. And I said, well, I'll, I'll get you talking to Hertz in about five minutes. Just give me a second. And so she did. <laughs> you know, when you go public, people want to have a good reputation. And so when you just say something publicly and you have lots of followers – Customer service usually responds quickly, and they did, and they resolved the issue, and she was not charged. And that makes me happy because she's a kind person, and she's the last person that I want to be mischarged. Right, you know? right. Yeah. And 
<laughs> do you feel like you have to be a little bit careful about when you use your voice like that? Or are you not actually put into situations like that quite very often? I do it so infrequently and judiciously, and I I tend to be led by my heart um, and my emotions. You know, I just I tend to just be as positive and encouraging as I can in all social aspects. But if I decide to kind of put my foot down about anything, it's usually because it's made me feel something, mm-hmm. and and then I will think that through. I will ponder it, what it would, you know, mean to go public with that. So it's very infrequently. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I know I do have a a following, but compared to people who have huge followings, it's just this little tribe. I have a teeny tiny tribe of people that love me and I love them. And usually if I do say something passionately because I've chosen to be judicious in how I use it, they usually do respond, Mm -hmm. you know? So I I love, I think social is about friendship. (laughs) I think I think Facebook is about friendship and nothing else. And I never want to be someone who tries to utilize it to gain anything other than the things that you're focusing on. Like, how can we be kind? How can we help people? How can we make a difference? How can we do good? Right. Using all of those avenues as vessels for good. You are sponsored by Cure International. And I wished I could have taken a picture and showed everybody on the podcast, but, you know, it's audio. So, um, but on the website for Cure International, it talks about like how you can sponsor someone. And can, can you talk about how, how that works? Yes. Thank you for asking. Um, Cure International is incredible because they heal children. Like it is this ultimate act of kindness. And there's no hidden things in that statement. They heal children, period. They go into third world countries, they have hospitals all over the globe, and they provide, it's for correctable disabilities, like hydrocephalus, which a child would die unless they get a shunt, or club foot, and a child ends up a beggar. Like, I've heard so many stories of people who just don't know better, and they will say that child is cursed by the gods, you know, you, you have to get out of our village, you can't live in our house anymore, Right. and options are low, but parents will... They'll go to great lengths to find help and cure is available in so many places. Like for some reason, Uganda just popped into my mind. It's just one of dozens of places. But Mm -hmm. for instance, a hospital in Uganda, parents will show up and immediately cure says, oh, yes, there's hope. Oh, your child is loved. Your your child's beautiful. Mm -hmm. your, Your family needs to come in and they will love them and tell them about unconditional love that comes from God. And then the child is healed. And so... Yeah, it's amazing. If you want to be a hero, then you can like give a monthly, like I think it's $30 a month, and then you know that you're always helping to heal a child. Um, sometimes I'll go and give special gifts at cure.org. You can see, like today, you can see what surgeries are happen- happening for no cost at all. You can send uh, a note of encouragement to a child. They'll read that to the child, and then maybe you can help sponsor a specific um uh, like they do a lot of cleft palates mm-hmm. and, you know, these children have never smiled or, or they'll hide their faces. There's really no hope. And in America, you get that fixed immediately, right? As soon as you're born. Right. Um, and so sometimes these children are older and they have experienced a lot of hatred and there's so much healing and beauty that comes through cure. They are definitely kindness personified. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So thank you for letting me talk about them. It's cure.org if anybody just even wants to go and just find out more about what they're doing. And I thought it was so interesting that, so you can make a monthly donation that 
each month is mm-hmm. thirty, thirty-eight dollars somewhere in that vicinity. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. they said something about they'll they kind of team you up with one particular child. Yeah. They you you get to find out where that child is in the medical system, what's going on with them, and then when that child is cured. They automatically take your money and the next month and they put it toward the next child. But then they send you updates to let you know where in the hospital process or the surgical process that child is. Yes, that's what they do. Like I get emailed all the time from different um, people I'm following because I'd helped as a part of their process. If they come back in, they do follow ups. And sometimes it's sad, like they're, they're very sad today. This child is sad today because it's, they're in a lot of pain. And it gives you an opportunity to feel compassion, to send encouragement. If you're a praying person, you can pray for the child. Um, and then, yeah, if you become a hero, you just do that monthly gift, and then it is transferred into another child's life. So you're always healing kids. And isn't that just divine sounding? Yeah. Is, isn't that yeah. awesome sounding? I mean, like, the opposite of hatred. Right. Like, let's heal, let's heal a child. Right. It is. Lisa, you are using your voice for good, and it's so beautiful, and it's so refreshing, and I thank you so much for talking with me today. Oh, thank you. I have tears in my eyes because of those kind things you just said. (laughs) Thank you very, very much. It was wonderful talking to you today. That was a conversation with Lisa Williams. Check out her podcast at lifewithlisawilliams.com. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich and intern Madeline Peck. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. And find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, we'd love it if you'd spread some kindness in the review section. 